to Couple of Idgits, your day-by-day, episode-by-episode podcast where we go through each and every episode of one of our favorite shows, Supernatural. I know it's one of your favorite shows. I'm your host, as always, Dan, and with me, who I'm talking to mysteriously. (laughs) This is wife, Penny, and I would have to say Supernatural is my absolute favorite show. Absolutely. Well... Good. I guess better to do a podcast about a show you like than a show you hate. That's true. That, that wouldn't make any sense. That's true. And um, this week, though, uh, it's your favorite topic, too. Clowns. So the, the <laughs> yeah. title of this episode is Everybody Loves a Clown. Oh, except What is it with you and clowns? You're frightened by them. Um, I'm not really frightened by them. They're just, they just creep me out. I think clowns are evil. Yeah, modern day, um, I think a lot of people are freaked out by clowns. I mean, the movie It didn't uh, do it any favors. And then um, from that, the original It with Tim Curry, and then uh, when the remake came around and then that whole creepy clown phenomenon happened. Right. You know, all of that was just uh, was just viral marketing. Well, I'm sure it was. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they just... They just put ads in Craigslist or something like that and paid people, gave people money and they're like, hey, run around as a creepy clown in your hometown. And that's how <laughs> all that started. And then once like a couple of people, I think it was like Green Bay is where it started. Then then it just took off from there. Everyone ever and there was creepy clowns all over the place. Did you try to get into that act, too? Yeah, I actually did that one night. I dressed up <laughs> as a creepy clown. And then I went and drove around Janesville and got a lot of wild stares. Um, but I, I had a plastic mask because my father was convinced someone was going to shoot me if I did this. So I just had the, a cheap plastic mask that I could quick whip off and like show, hey, I'm just a regular guy. I'm not a possessed demon or anything. <laughs> or demon possessed, I should say. Yes, and we also find out in this episode that Sam is not a fan of clowns either, as a matter of fact. Yeah, Jesus. Um, It must be hard to be a professional clown nowadays. I actually went to camp to be a clown. (laughs) You don't seem shocked or anything. There's no punchline. It was like a one-week camp with church, and we uh, dressed up as clowns, and we went to old folks' homes and visited with them. Oh, sure. Scare the old people into death. <laughs> no, it was. They very much appreciated us being there. They were from a generation that liked clowns. It's probably why we didn't go to the children's hospital and we stayed to the old folks' homes. Right. All right. Well, this one opens up in Medford, Wisconsin. And there ha- it looks like a county fair, but there's like elements of a circus in town, too. I've never been to a county fair that had contortion artists and jugglers and. All of the circus acty things. Have you? No, I haven't. You're right. Most of yeah, well, jugglers. I think. Yeah, you're right. That is mostly circus stuff with the clowns juggling. Actually, I've never been to a carnival or a county fair that had clowns even. So maybe maybe this was. Yeah, this was kind of a fantasy uh, county fair because normally the county fair has the midway, the beer tent, the uh, animal showing barn. A softball, a softball tournament that never seems to end. And, of course, all the rides. And then all of the rides and the, uh, the food stands that you look like you're going to get a disease from. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all that's there. There are usually very few performers other than at night music acts. Right. Um, but, yeah, tent. just having, like, just hiring a circus troupe, never seen it. No, I've never seen Fabricated. it either. 
Totally, totally. Piece of fiction given to us by our friend Bobby Singer. And Eric Kripke. Kripke. So the circus is in town, and uh, a girl, she sees a clown, and then she goes, hey, look, a clown, to her parents, and then there is no clown. The parents just look around like, ah, dumb kid. <laughs> While driving home then, the girl again was like, hey, it's another clown. They've done the, the classic supernatural moving from day to night. Blink of an eye. Well, I'm assuming that they're at the um, fair all day, and then it was night, and they were heading home. Yeah, that kid would be wiped out then. She'd have been sleeping already. That, you drive home from the fair, that is some very chill time. That is true. Anytime... Uh, Everyone is exhausted. Yeah, totally. <laughs> As Dan breaks his microphone. He's <laughs> like Freddie Mercury, my microphone stand. Um, oh, excuse me. Then... Uh, girls at home she's still yet to fall asleep i don't know the kids wired up on jolt coda and cotton candy i think it's probably the cotton candy that's that sugar the ceiling sees a uh, shadow looks out the window did she see the clown out the window then actually I didn't, she didn't see a shadow she heard a noise oh okay I, I thought they were showing like a shadow on her ceiling that could be, but no, actually what, what prompted her to look outside, she heard a noise, and sure enough, she looks outside, and hey, there's the clown, her little clown friend. Her <laughs> clown friend, and then she goes to the front door and lets the clown friend in. And let me tell you, this clown looked like the kind of makeup that, that John Wayne Gacy wore when he was the clown. Yeah, this was creepy clown makeup. Definitely creepy clown makeup. It was all smudged and dirty and effed up. Yes, it was. And break for commercial then, we get the Supernatural graphic, and it's a new and updated graphic. It's all fiery, where the last, the first season, the Supernatural graphic was just kind of a straight blue font face without anything really all that exciting about it, but this one had like fire everywhere. Yes, and you will discover as the series goes on that every season, the... Um the graphics change? The graphics change, and it has a lot to do with whatever the main story arc for that season is. Right. Yeah, I know I've seen them in passing. Like, there'll be a, there's an Angel Wings version, and there's some other, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. So we'll, we'll talk about that more, I guess, as we dig into each other. This season, it's fire. Um, you know, fitting now that California is half on fire. That's, yeah, unfortunately, that's true. And speaking of fire, we come back from commercial. Um, just to let you know, the Limu Emu and Doug are doing fine. That's good to know. <laughs> we come back from commercial. The how, boy, oh, by the way, speaking of insurance, how's Flo doing? Oh, uh, she was in some sort of action movie. Did you see that commercial yet? No, it's I don't think Flo so. Flo and then this other dude, they just show up at a house, high five, and then it just rolls credits like it was a big blockbuster movie. Cool. It's pretty dumb. So anyway, yes, Dan, the, as Dan says, we cut. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so let me get to my point there. <laughs> you jumped in with your flow comment. Speaking of fire, we come back from commercial, and the boys are burning John's body. Well, I assume it's John's body and not just someone else. Yes, and it's what we later find out they call a hunter's funeral. Now, how did John die again? Can you remind me? Was it from the undressed bullet wound that he suffered in the leg? <laughs> You know, Dan mentions that because I was thinking last night after watching that episode that, you know, Sam shot John in the leg. 
Because they didn't want to kill John, but wanted to do something in with the In the season finale of season one. In the season finale of season one, yes. Yep. But in the first episode of season two, they're at the hospital. No one mentions a gunshot wound, which I don't know about where you live, but I always thought, especially where we live here in Wisconsin, usually hospitals report gunshot wounds to police. Yeah. I think there's some sort of deal where they have to. Like, if there's a bunch of bruises on a kid, I think they... Right, right. And not only that, but you only see John walking around with a sling. You don't see him limp or anything as if he did not even get that gunshot wound. See, I'm thinking that they just duct taped it up and then he ended up getting sepsis or something. Oh, I see. I see. (laughs) How did John die again? That was a serious question. John died um, because when he made that deal with the yellow-eyed demon... He was, of course, going to give the colt and the last bullet, but that wasn't enough for the demon. Um, if he was going to save Dean, I, the demon wanted John. So, unfor- now, do we know that for sure? We, was it ever said, or we're just assuming that that's what happened? At this, yes, we're assuming that's what happened. Okay. Because of the fact that we at least wanted John dead. I don't know if he wanted his soul in hell, but at least did not want John to be alive. Yep. All right. So... We, we then, uh, after the body's done getting burned, we see Dean working on the car the next day. Yeah, it's one week later, and they're at Bobby's fixing the Impala. Um, Sam comes out with an old phone of John's. He cracked the voicemail code, and there was a voicemail from this woman named Ellen saying that she could help them with something. Well, the car is obviously destroyed, so they ask um, to borrow a van from Bobby. Uh, unfortunately, Bobby isn't seen in this episode, but I guess, I'm assuming that they're working at his junkyard. Yes, that and is where it, they're... They do say that they've stayed with him for a week. Yes. Ugh, could you imagine staying with Bobby for a week? I mean, he's a nice guy and all, but I think after two days, he'd be sick of his popcorn farts and his beer belches. <laughs> Probably. <Gross>. So... <laughs> They borrow a van from him, and that thing is just a piece. It's it a squeaks and rattles. It is just, and I don't get it. Like, they even asked, like, if wasn't there anything else? This was the only thing Bobby had running. Wait. I know for a fact he's got that big, badass truck with chains just wrapped around the front bumper. Hardcore well, he does the have bumper. the tow truck, yes. So he's got that. But he's running a junkyard, so, so he can't give out his tow truck. He's not going to let them borrow the tow truck. And how he... does he only have a van running? People like this that have these junkyards and whatnot, normally they have 20 different cars in different states of operation. Well, and we'll find out in future episodes that there um, are a series of different uh, vehicles that Bobby drives, and they're all pieces of shit. <laughs> I mean, they're all big old POS. All right, well... They go to the Ellen lady's house, and they go inside. Um, actually, it's not a house. It's, it's, it's a roadhouse. She runs a bar. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of... At first, I thought it was their house, and then later in the episode, when they go back, I'm like, hey, wait, there's, like, bar stools here. Right. It's called Harvell's Roadhouse. That's Ellen Harvell. Well, when they show up, the place is locked, and it looks like they bring lock picks because Sam says, like, hey, did you bring? And then Dean's like, yep, and just threw him a, a sack, and I'm... It looked like lockpicks. Yes. Opens it up, and while they're inside snooping around, two women get the drop on Sam and Dean. Right. Well, first they see someone sleeping on the pool table, but yeah. um, I thought that dude was dead. (laughs) 
No, Joe gets a drop on Dean and Ellen gets a drop on Sam. Yep, but it's all clarified pretty quickly and they start talking to them about demons and getting some demon info. Um, well, first of all, when they start say, calling each other Sam and Dean, she's like, wait, Sam Dean Winchester, are you John's boys? They're like, yeah. So then she and Joe drop the guns and um, yeah. They, uh, Sam sees some sort of, um, oh yeah, the reason she, I forgot, I'm sorry, I apologize. The reason she originally called John, because they might have some information to help him find the demon that right. he's been hunting. Right, and so they can, Ellen can just tell though by how the boys are acting that John's dead. And that he is, they aren't here on orders from him, they just came of their own volition. Right, right. So Sam goes and explains some backstory about what happened. And Dean just keeps saying he's fine. Yes, and, and at the little funeral that they have for, for John, um, Sam's a mess. He's, he's got tears streaming down his face, and Dean is standing there very stoically, and at the end, one single tear runs down his cheek. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Overly dramatic there. Uh, Ash is introduced, and I knew I recognized him. You explained to me then where I saw him at. He, yes. So Ash is played by the one dorky kid from the very first Fast and Furious movie? Yes, he played Jesse in the first Fast and Furious movie, the one that... He ends up dead, right? I believe so, because he swapped... Well, he, he bet his pinks as they call it pink slips on the vehicle on a race and i remember he lost and then he took off i mean that movie's from 2001 so it's 19 years ago i don't what's crazy is that that whole series is completely different nowadays yes it is totally like yeah it's, just, it's so odd for a series of movies to start with cars and car racing and now i think it's like they're a group of james bond sorts of people with supercars that can fly and jump and do all sorts of wacky stuff. I don't know if they can fly and jump and everything, but yeah, it seems like they are now um, working for law enforcement of some sort. I don't know. I and that Hobbs and Shaw, I think, is a spinoff of it, actually. They, they, they uh, thought it was ridiculous to come out with more than one Fast and Furious movie in one year, and I think Hobbs and Shaw is a sequel of that, too. I have no idea. We should really get into that series when we're done here, huh? I guess so. Okay, well, they show Ash then the... Uh, dad's old paperwork and he starts combing through it he's really impressed by it yes he was and he's then like, i just think you're probably impressed by a dr seuss book dude <laughs> like this guy just seems out of it and then they he's an it, odd character yes and they're like okay can you put piece this together and help us track the demon and then he's like sure it'll take 51 hours I'm like okay dude yeah. like, way to plan your sleep out there <laughs> Well, and Joe does mention that uh, Ash is a genius. And, you know, of course, Sam and you're like, yeah, right, this guy's a genius? Sure. Yeah, so Ash waddles off, wanders off. And uh, to do his work, Sam's sitting there. I, I guess and then it, this should have really chimed in as a bar because Sam was sitting there and saw a folder next to the uh, cash register on the counter and asked to see it. Right, right. And it was some information that um, Ellen had been gathering. Apparently, in her roadhouse, um, John wasn't the only hunter to come through. 
other hunters come through. And so she kind of knows the, the deal of what's going on with that whole uh, line of work and has been collecting um, some information on some murders that apparently happened not too far from where they are. They never specify exactly where this roadhouse is. I know Bobby's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, and these, this show opened in Medford, Wisconsin, so I'm assuming Harvell's must is in the Midwest somewhere. Yeah. Um, we switch back to then Dean, and it looks like he's going to be his normal chipper self now that he's got uh, Joe around. You're like, yeah, Dean, get in there. <laughs> yeah, he Get does. back on the horse. <laughs> and then he chickens out to hit on her. Yeah, he's like, yeah, wrong place, wrong time. Sorry. And then she even was like, oh, I'm so glad you're not like those other guys. And just like, oh, Ivy. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of the hunters hit on Joe. I mean, she is a pretty, very pretty young blonde woman. So I imagine she does get hit on a lot. Well, Sam grabs Dean and they go off after killer clowns. Mm-hmm. So the carnival... They talk about where do these things, where does it come from, what's some backstory, and they're saying that the carnival's been around for quite a while, so possibly it picked up an evil artifact of some sort. Right, because they're discussing, you know, if it was a ghost, um, it would normally stay with a location, something like that. But, yeah, if, it, if there was a cursed object, then a uh, spirit could attach itself to this cursed object, so that's why they're thinking it can move around from town to town. Now, it's r- crazy. It's, uh, there was a carnival like a pretty big fair i want to say it was in california i think it might have been knott's berry farm and in one of the attractions just an item that they had picked up from a sailor someplace was a mummy and nobody really paid much attention to it until many many years later when human mummies from dead people (laughs) shouldn't like be a thing and someone got looking at it and they're like oh that thing's real as a matter of fact, you're right. I um, was watching this uh, show, kind of a, not really a documentary, more of a sensationalist documentary called Lore. And that story was on this show that, yes, they found in the haunted house, fun house, whatever yeah. you call it, a real human mummy. Yeah, the spook house. They call it a fun house in this show. I've always called it the spook house. Or a haunted house, yeah. I mean, to me, th- I've heard of fun houses. Well, look at the end of Greece where their, their fun house, the Shake Shack. Yeah. Um, that's a fun house where you have the mirrors, the clowns. But to me, a haunted house is, you know, where you have the the scary things, the the fake skeletons dropping from the ceiling, the demons coming out, the fake, you yeah. know, that stuff like that. So this was kind of like a combination of the two. Yeah. Uh, so that's crazy. There was a real mummy just hanging up and, and everyone forgot it was real. Or didn't know, yeah, didn't know it was real. They had no idea it was real, yeah. Well, whoever bought it, you know, all the people that worked there when it happened and whoever was in charge of it was long gone. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy what else might be out there with these carnivals and sideshows and whatnot. Uh, and the thing, like, Knott's Berry Farm, it's not even a carnival or a sideshow. That's a permanent... But I think that, was it Knott's Berry Farm that it happened at? See, and, I wa- and it sounded like it, it had traded hands a couple of times through, like, touring carnivals and then it ended up at a permanent exhibit i believe you're right i'd have to go back and look at that episode of lore but i do believe it was not sperry farm um and yes it was originally from some sort of traveling traveling show. circus or I mean, show. Out west yeah you'd have any sort of 
you know, if you just happen across a dead body and you could charge people 10 cents to come and look at it. And that is, yeah, according to this, what I was watching, that's what it was. It started out with, um, I think it first started out in a funeral home where, yeah, the, the dude that owned the funeral home was charging people to see it, to take pictures with it. Yeah, that sounds about right. You know, back in the day and then somehow, yeah, it ended up <laughs> where it ended up. All right, well, um, we come across the dad and the kid, and they're in the spook house. I'm going to continue to call this location the spook house because it doesn't seem very fun to me. <laughs> no, it of, does not. A lot of dark and scary things here. Very scary. Uh, kid sees a clown. and He sees a reflection of a clown because when he looks behind him, there's no clown. Right, right. I was kind of half, it, our TV is dark, and I was kind of half wondering what exactly had happened there. Yeah, he saw so, the clown, but the reflection of the clown behind him. He looked behind, no clown. And his dad's like, hey, what are you doing? Because his dad notices. I mean, of course, the dad doesn't see the clown at all. Well, the dad, let me get to the dad here. Okay. He's letting his kid go through a spook house playing a Game Boy? Yeah, like a video game of some sort. No, it's handle. a Nintendo Game Boy. And the sound coming out of it, the, the sound effects that they put in, was Donkey Kong from the Atari 2600. <laughs> now, if there's anything to be frightened of, it's that <laughs> kid playing an Atari 2600 game on that Game Boy. It couldn't happen without <laughs> demon possession. Well, you see, that shows how much I know about these video games because I did not pick oh, that up at all. as soon as I heard that sound, I'm like, that's little Mario. So then that night, well, we just stick on this kid and his dad. Right, we stick on it. But before we get to that night, um, the kid does mention something about a clown. And the dad's like, oh, you don't have to be afraid of clowns. They're your friend. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Because then that night, then we see dad get woke up by the little kid. He's like, hey, my friend, the clown is yeah, here. Yeah, dad, <laughs> you're right. He is my friend. The dad was like, ah. I know, big spooky clown standing over dad. Yeah. So you can imagine that, yeah, things I don't work out too well for those parents either. No, and I'm pretty sure that with how this is paced is right then, there was a commercial break. Yes. So we come back and Sam and Dean are at the carnival looking for cursed objects. Yeah, they arrive at the carnival, uh, or uh, I don't want to keep calling it a carnival because it was more like a fair, whatever. Anyway, they they get jobs at this carnival because there's a you know, help wanted sign and you know, that guy's like, are you sure? You know, you should guys should get normal lives, go to school, get married, have 2.5 kids. Well, there's a whole s series here where Dean really upsets a blind guy and a <laughs> little person. Can you tell that story? Well, yeah, they go in there and they know the name of the, the circus or whatever is Cooper Carnival. And so they're looking for... And they go in, and there's a guy throwing knives, and Dean's like, hey, have you, ha have you happened to see Mr. Cooper anywhere? Turn around, the guy's like blind, and he's giving Dean shit. Oh, you think it's funny? Don't you think I would love to be able to see Mr. Cooper or a sun su sunrise or sunset or anything like that? Yeah. And so <laughs> then this little person comes in, and he's like, hey, what's going on? This guy hates blind people. And he's like, no, no, no. I don't. There's just a little bit of misunderstanding. So, of course, a little person's like, what do you mean, little? <laughs> and, and so Dean asked Sam, little help here, and Sam was cracking up. He's like, nope. 
Yeah, I'm all yours, buddy. Yeah, you're on your own there, buddy. <laughs> well, so after that, that was pretty funny. After that, though, they find Mr. Cooper, which is funny because there used to be a TV show called Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That is true. Did you ever watch that? Um, no, I did not watch that. And we learned that uh, the sh- the this traveling carnival thing used to have a freak show. Right, when Mr. Cooper's father owned it, it used to be, used to have a freak show. Yep, and Sam said, well, then we have a heart-to-heart here. We go back to Sam and Dean. And Sam's telling Dean, like, hey, I want to keep hunting. I'm, I'm all in for this. What you and Dad were doing was great. Bring me on. Yeah, he did say he was seriously having second thoughts about it. Because when um, Mr. Cooper said that they should, you know, go back to school and have normal lives, Sam's like, oh, we don't want normal lives. This is, this is what we want to do. So Dean was asking him then after they left the office, is this true? And... Sam's like, yeah, I'm having second thoughts of actually going back to school, even even after, if we do find and kill this demon. I'm having second thoughts about that. Sam goes and checks out the spook house, and at that time, the blind guy comes back and keeps harassing Dean. And, and then Dean gives the blind guy a cover story about what they're actually doing there, because he's like, hey, what are you people doing here for real? I know you're not here for jobs. Right, because of the fact that uh, Sam had called Dean on his cell phone, and so Dean's like, "You sound like you saw a clown." He's like, "No, a skeleton." Because when Sam was on the the spook house, a you know skeleton dropped out of the ceiling, kind of startled Sam and everything, and and so you know he's like, "Well, is it a real skeleton? Did it give off any EMF?" And Sam said, "No." And so yeah, this blind guy had overheard this conversation. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing talking about?" real bones and what's emf and stuff like that so that's when dean does give him the story well do you believe in ghosts my brother and i what we're really doing is we're writing a book and we're researching ghosts and stuff yep so sam shows up they're walking and talking and they overhear a kid spot a clown and no one else can see the clown sam and dean don't see the clown the girl's parents don't see the clown they're like hmm obviously this is going to be the next victim yeah, because then we find out the previous fair actually had a cl- killer clown problem itself. Right, the the one, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like in the 80s that it happened before. And it happened to be that this Mr. Cooper, who announced Cooper Carnivals, was the lot manager or something for that. So they assumed it was him. They assumed that it was him that was doing all this killing. Yep. So they stalk out in front of that house where the kids spotted the clown. They stalk those people's house. And they see the clown come to the door. They go in to the house behind it, blast it with guns, and the clown just runs away. Yes. Uh, The boys ditch the crap van in the woods (laughs) because they just shot up a house and got caught. I mean, the owners of the house woke up, obviously. Right. And so, yeah, Dean was afraid that they might have seen the plates or whatever. So they they ditched the van. They don't want to get caught in it. Sam starts calling Ellen and Ash. uh, See if they have any new information. Then they ponders if Ellen and John ever hooked up, which I thought was weird. Right. Um, and Ellen did have some information, judging by what sh- uh, they told her. No, wait. We don't get to the phone call just yet. Oh, okay. Sam and Dean fight over how Dean handles his emotions. That's true. Dean's pissed off now that Sam wants all of a sudden up and follow him and be a hunter. And he's like, what the hell, dude? Where were you? Then Sam actually makes the phone call. Right. 
And um, Ellen tells them that she thinks it's a Rakshasa, which is, I was looking up, is a Hindu ghost and or, or spirit or something. Um, that it lives in squalor and sleeps on a bed of bugs. And they're like, ah, Cooper, he worked both shows. So they think that this dude is possibly this Rakshasa because it is also a shapeshifter. It comes and feeds like every 30 years. Right, it comes and feeds every 30 years. It's a shapeshifter. It can only enter a house if it's invited, which is why it appears to the kids. The kids let it in. Eats the parents. Yep, the boys think Cooper's the monster. Dean goes... He needs to get a blade because there's some blade that can kill it. I miss the name of this. Do you? Um, yes, and here's the thing. I was reading in the trivia about this episode. Ellen tells him that it, it takes pure brass to kill this entity. But the thing is, there's no such thing as pure brass. Brass is a combination of oh shoot, zinc and copper. Right. So what they're thinking is when instead of pure brass, meant like solid brass instead of something that's just brass plated. Okay. Anyway, so they have to look for something made out of brass to kill this thing. Yeah, normally brass is just like a coating of something. Right. Even brass knuckles are <laughs> they're just brass coated. Right, right. Steel. Oh, that's weird. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Um, we see Sam breaking into the office, and an old man gets the drop on Sam. Yeah, Sam's losing his touch here. He's getting women and old men getting the drop on him. Uh, then, well... Not, not, not like Dean is doing any better. The blind guy gets the drop on Dean. Well, not only, well, see, the Dean goes talks to the blind guy because he is the knife thrower and um, says, "Hey, do you happen to have any brass knives?" And the dude's like, "I don't know. Look in this trunk over there." And he sees a clown wig, and uh, Dean puts two and two together. Says, "Ah, oh, it's you." And you know, he's like, "Yeah, guilty," and kind of poofs out, but starts throwing. As he's invisible, starts throwing knives at Dean, so Dean gets out of Dodge. Yep. Sam and Dean then run into each other outside as they're both pretty much being chased, and they go back into the spook house. Mm-hmm. Smoke blows around. Whatever happens in there, I don't know. Smoke blew around. Well, I have no idea what happened. Well, what happened is, um, still invisible, this Rakshasa starts throwing knives at, at Dean and kind of pins it, hits his clothes and pins them against the wall. Right. And because and the reason Sam wanted to run in there is because earlier when he was run, ran in there, he ran into a calliope, an organ, and figured that the pipes of this organ pipes are brass. So he does go in there, gets one of these pipes out. And because this thing is invisible, yes, Dean reaches up and there's something that releases steam so that they can see this creature moving in the steam. Why would the spook house have a steam vent? You know, it's it's just for effect. I have no idea. <laughs> but anyway, sure enough, uh, Dean sees this creature moving through the steam. Says, Sam, it's right behind you. Sam stabs it with this brass pipe, and it's dead. Sam stabs it? Sam stabs it. Okay, you said damn. Sam. I wasn't <laughs> sure who that was. Sam. It was both of them. It was Dean and Sam, so I just said, damn. <laughs> no, it was Sam for sure that stabbed it. All right. Well, after that exciting scene, uh, we're back with Ellen and Joe. Sam leaves Dean to chat up. Sam leaves Dean alone to chat up Joe. Mm-hmm. Dean then brags about how he hits on girls a lot, which I found very <laughs> odd. He's like, yeah, tell you, normally I'd be hitting on you a lot, and you'd like it. 
Yeah. Uh, Ash comes out of whatever back cubby hole uh, he was in. And he's got a computer with that has all sorts of extra crap attached to it. It looks like another computer glued on top of his laptop. It's, it's quite the computer, yes. And um, it's found out that Ash was actually an MIT but got bounced for fighting. And as in the trivia, I guess his character Jesse in, in Fast and the Furious was also in MIT but left for some reason. Which we think this was a, an, a nod to that character played by this actor. But anyway... Um, what it is, is he wrote this program that if there are any of the signs that John noticed that happen before the steam is around, he says, no matter where it happens in the world, this, this computer will alert me and I'll be able to let you so know. So he's got Google News Alerts set up. Cool. Basically, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you know how simple something like that is nowadays to set well, up? Well, yeah, but this, is, this aired in October of 2006. I don't know if we had that back then, but anyway. Dean and Sam leave. We, then we catch Dean fixing the car. Yep, they're back at Bobby's working on the Impala. Sam talks to Dean about his feelings. Sam does that a lot. And then Dean beats the hell out of his own car. Well, because, yeah. And Sam, he doesn't even say anything. Like, Dean says nothing this entire... Right. You know, Sam says he's sorry about, you know, fighting with John all the time, but he really does... He feels guilty and misses him. And, um, he admits that he's trying to make up for lost time by joining the hunt now. Right, right. So, yeah, Dean does take a crowbar to baby. And, it's, you know, he doesn't say anything, but naturally he thinks it's because he, he does he miss dad. and hole in the trunk. Yeah. Lid. Yeah, the one thing that wasn't damaged on the Impala, the he, ma- he damages, yeah. It's the one piece that survived. <laughs> that car is so destroyed. I don't even know why they're working on it. It doesn't make any sense. It will in, in later episodes. You'll, you'll know why. The, um, the, anything else about this episode that you want to bring up? No, not, not that I can think of anyway. I mean, shape-shifting clowns, it can happen. <laughs> According to Hindu legend, apparently. You know, um, and it also mentioned when I was reading on uh, the Internet that the female version oftentimes appears as a beautiful woman, which is how she would attract people to kill and eat. (laughs) So, you know, that makes sense. They're shapeshifters. They can make themselves look like anything. It's just an old, you know, yet again, it's just old spooky stories to scare people straight. Pretty much. Yeah. It's to tell your kids, you know, don't disrespect your mom or. Rashaza or whoever <laughs> will come and get you. Yeah, the Rakshasa will come and get you. You don't want that to happen. Neat. All right, I guess I have nothing else if you have nothing else. No, I have nothing else. Um, yesterday you did ask me how many episodes in this season, and we are at 22 episodes this season as well. And, excuse me, so the next episode, episode three of season two, is called Bloodlust. Where we get introduced to yet another reoccurring character. Bloodlust, I'm assuming it's about vampires. We'll find out if I'm right or wrong. Tomorrow. Yes, we will but find out if you are right or wrong. That's what I'm assuming. All right, so just a reminder, visit our website, coupleofidgets.com. You can listen to all of our podcasts there, even if you don't know how to listen to podcasts, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, of course, then I don't know how he's going to listen to this. But yeah, how does my father not know how to listen to podcasts? Of course, Penny. 
you don't know how to listen to podcasts and you're hosting one, I bet. Well, yes, this is true. Um, I have no comment. That's all I'm going to say. No comment. Uh, well, I, he's not really a smartphone type of guy. And he doesn't really have a job that he can plug into. So I think those are the two things. If you have a smartphone and a job where you can listen to whatever you want, I think eventually everyone gets sick of music after a couple of months. And then they switch to podcasts to listen to while they work. Right, right. And since your dad, yeah, works in retail, he can't really do that. Because <laughs> then he'd be like walking around the store ignoring customers. <laughs> hey, where's the paint? Hey, fucker. I <laughs> never listens. Don't walk away from me. Fine, walk away from me. Bastard. So, yeah, you can listen to our podcast there. Or you can subscribe to them where all of the neato podcasts live. Like Apple iTunes and Spotify and uh, TuneIn and blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, and don't forget our Facebook page, Armchair Hunters. Yeah, our Facebook our group, I should say, not page. Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. What's up with the pinched in lips? Did you eat something sour? Well, I was eating Sour Patch Kids earlier, but those no, those are not sour. No, they're flavor. not. No, they were. I was eating those like where's the sour? That yeah. Well, I was about so. Little inside uh, gummy bear baseball for all of our listeners here. Sour Patch Kids aren't sour enough, but you can actually get powdered citric acid. And you just uh, put a spoonful in, shake it around, and then you'll have them sour enough. Oh, my God. That is so sour. So sour. Well, yeah, just straight. It's sour. You can go overboard on that stuff pretty bad. But I do like my super sour lemonade. You can almost feel you can almost feel your teeth eating with the acid. You drink it. <laughs> All right. So come on over to uh, Facebook and tell us what sour food you'd like to eat. Your favorite show. That's it for us. Perfect.